G'day everyone, welcome to episode 210 and Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson, normally joined by Rob Cox, and I was joined by Rob Cox on episode 209. And we actually recorded our reaction to Todd Greenberg's departure and his tenure at the NRL. It happened earlier this week. Now, we included it originally on episode 209 at the end of the show, but it wouldn't have kicked in until about the 52nd minute mark. And it was just too late in the show, given what the 15 minutes produced of us talking quite honestly about our evaluation of his performance and I guess the role that he was having been in charge of the NRL. So what we've done is we've cut that out off 209 and we've made it to episode 210. So Rob's on the show, I'm on the show, and this is from Tuesday when we recorded. Now there's extra news about TV negotiations and stuff that's happened that has a little bit of an impact on what we say, but not massively. Hope you enjoy it. We left it out originally because it was just way too late in the podcast and we think it probably deserved its own show. So here it is, episode 210. If we say 2009 or 209 or whatever the number was last show, then just run with it. And we'll uh, let you enjoy it. So here you go, 210 of Dr. Pretty Show. So there's our top five uh, rugby unions, rugby league converts. We're back after the break on the footy show to maybe just touch on the big news of the week in rugby league, which was Todd Greenberg stepping down as the CEO of the NRL. Okay, final segment here on the footy show. We've tried to keep this relatively short, Cocksmith. Have we succeeded? One hour. No, actually, probably no. We had about six or seven minutes of preamble. If we if we get it done in the next six or seven minutes, we're, we've done the hour. So <laughs> We've done the hour. All right. I'm going to come in under. Uh, the news uh, just in the last 24 hours, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, the 21st of April, 2020, but Todd Greenberg has left his post as the NRL CEO. He has. Uh, there was plenty of talk in the last six or seven weeks, uh, even prior to the coronavirus impact, that he may not be extended as NRL CEO. But Peter Volandis has um, been very much the figurehead of the NRL movement in how they're going to deal and how they're going to get back to playing rugby league. So it doesn't really come as a huge surprise. Uh, that this move has been made, Cocksmith. Um, I guess, you know, if you had to sum up in, in a very short space of time your sort of uh, impression on Greenberg's uh, four years or five, what's his fifth year in, in charge of rugby league, what is it? Mate, it's probably the hardest job in rugby league, to be honest with you, because not only have you got to, you know, you've, not only do you have to put people in place that can manage the day-to-day runnings of it, but you've got to run the politics as well. Um, mm. And everybody in rugby league has got an agenda, no matter who they are. I don't care if it's the tea lady or the janitor. They've all got an agenda. Uh, everyone wants a piece of you. Everyone wants to tell you how they think that the game should be run. Um, everyone thinks they can do a better job than you. Yep. So it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. And some, you know, I, I only met Todd once in that time um, when uh, I'd met him before at uh, Canterbury, when he was at Canterbury. He looked like he always looked like a man with a thousand things on his mind, probably because he was a man with a thousand things on his mind. Yep. Some people will say that they found him very aloof and very, um, you know, looked down on people. I, I didn't get that really from him. Um, I just found him to be a little bit distant, probably because who, who cares about this guy? You know, like he's got other, he's got bigger fish to fry than me. Yep. Um, uh, but uh, I do. I I'll tell you. You know, and this isn't just talking nicely about someone because they're gone from the job. Um, 
I do know people at the NRL that thought very highly of him um, and thought that he did a good job and, and had a good work relationship with him. But I think he struggled. I think he struggled with all of those things that I said. And I think it takes a pretty special kind of a, a human to not struggle in that environment and to be able, mm. I, you know, and you know what? It's probably a job that, it's it's one of those jobs that I think that you need a few years of preparation uh, and to have a lot of allies in place. It's a political job. You know, yep. I don't care what anyone says. It's a political job. You need allies, you need numbers. Um, Todd was very much, I think, this was fast-tracked. I think this was going to happen at the end of this year, possibly the beginning yep. of next year. But the coronavirus thing has has um, fast-tracked Todd's demise. I, I, I'm not sure if he got a payout, a, a, a goodbye gift. I, I'd suggest he probably would. Uh, not saying he deserved it or didn't deserve it. Just saying that's probably what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I hope that the NRL do look widely for a replacement. I hope they take the time and look far and wide for a replacement and and not just kind of go with the next number, uh, whoever yep. that may be. Um, I hope that they do spread the net, cast the net wide and look for somebody. Volandis is a, we've got, we've said this before, Volandis is a great operator, right? Yep. Agree, disagree? I agree. Yeah. I think he's a doer. Volandis is a great operator and I think, I think he's a no BS kind of a guy. I don't think you can lie to him, and not lie, but I don't think you can pull the wool on Volandis. Given that what we know about him, and he's a straight shooter, and he gets the job done, I hope that they take a little... They've got a little bit of time. I know that they're going to rush to get the footy back, and, and that's the best thing financially to do for the game, but I really hope that they just take a breath and just think, who else is out there? You know, you don't just want to hand it the baton on to the next next runner you want to look for the best runner. You know, you've got to, I think, with a with a, a game, with a game like Rugby League, with a job like the Rugby League CEO, yeah. I think you really need to think this guy's going to be there for five years. We want a five-year guy. We do not want to replace this guy or girl, whoever it may be, in the next five years. They have to be ready to hit the ground running and not just catch up and, you know, try and catch their breath every day. Um, not saying that the guy they haven't got as interim I'm not saying the guy that they've got as interim couldn't do it. I don't know. Um, But surely there's a list. Hopefully someone's got a list and hopefully they go through that list and hopefully they get the right person, male or female, um, to to do it. Um, But, mate, I'll I'll tell you one thing that I found a little bit disappointing um, in in all of this was just today some photographs that were run in the Telegraph of Todd cooking his meal uh, at home in his house through a window. Just... You know, yeah. and, and I, I've got a feel for the photographer that took it because he probably just did a job that he was told to do. But that's it's just crappy journalism, mate. That that's that's you know, even if you dislike Todd and you don't like a thing he's done, he's at he's at home with his family. Leave him alone. Don't. I mean, it's not like they didn't have any photos on file of the. Well, sure, sure. I mean, they liked it because he was drinking a beer, which first of all made him look like he was celebrating. And he had a towel on his shoulder because he was cooking and they used some kind of a quip about throws the towel in. You know, has a celebratory drink as he throws the towel in. I mean, it's just crap journalism. You know, whoever wrote it and, and whoever organised and whoever thought it was a good idea should be ashamed of themselves. Um, yeah. I, just, I just think it's gutter journalism at its finest. And, and I guess sometimes, uh, not all the time, but sometimes um, our tabloids deliver that in spades. And I just think it's well. just a, a, a fellow, he's at home. 
He's at home with his family. Leave him alone. The moment he steps out the door, he's fair game. But if he's at home in his fa- with his family, through a window, it's just it's just creepy. It's creepy, mate. If I, you know, if I was Todd today reading the newspaper, I'd be a little bit shaken about that. Oh, jeez. Exactly. Someone's peering through my window at night. That could have been. Is is this the first time they've done it? Probably not. They knew where he lived. They knew yep. where he lived. So, uh, look. All that aside, uh, I, I guess you could say congratulations to, to Todd Greenberg for some things that he implemented. I, I know that he was a, a modern thinker. I think he probably just lost control of the ship a little bit with the politics and people, you know, because everyone, as we know, has got an agenda in there and the moment yep. they smell a little bit of blood in the water, um, they'll go for it. Every single person in that building at, at Rugby League Central has got an agenda of one one way or another, whether it be an agenda that's perfectly fine to do the best thing yep. they can for rugby league or whether it's an agenda to climb over the corpses that are left behind to get to where they want to go. Same as people in Clubland, mate. They've all got an agenda uh, yeah. from from the janitor through to the CEO of the club, um, head trainers. They've all got agendas. It's the most political sport you could have ever come across, rugby league. And sometimes, sometimes it leaves me a little bit cold, mate. I love rugby league, but mm-hmm. sometimes that whole sell your grandmother, climb over corpses thing just leaves me a little bit cold. But anyway, um, Todd Greenberg's gone. We'll see who the next person is. What are your thoughts, mate, on Todd? I'm not going to go into heaps of detail. I actually worked quite closely with Todd at different stages when I was at the NRL. Um, I was in a lot of meetings, uh, particularly the years before he took over as CEO when he was the head of football uh, with Dave Smith in the room and Abdo was in the room as well. I'm not going to go into the details of those, but... What I will tell you is uh, he got in on the, the back end of the bunker and the implementation of that. Mm. Uh, that was seen as the big ticket item that got him into the role. And I've been constant with this viewpoint since I left the NRL. I didn't think he was the right fit at that time. And, and the reason that I didn't think he was the right fit is that as, as good as an administrator he'd been at uh, Canterbury and the fact that he'd implemented uh, certain things through the head of football role, the game needed someone who was willing to, to change up things and, and, and challenge the status quo and really try and push rugby league into a, um, to use Dave Smith's terminology, an E-squared um, product. Mm. Uh, we needed to really think outside the box a little bit and take the game in a direction where it was like, no, we are the number one code in Australia. We are going to be doing things our way. We're going to take back control of some of these um, contracts when Dave Smith left, he left with a very sizable um, bonus for getting that deal across the line with Channel 9. And the downside of that was they gave everything to Channel 9 uh, and then Channel 9 then went and sold it to Fox Sports. Uh, and, and Greenberg came in and his hands are a little bit tied in regards to that. Uh, he wasn't the one that negotiated that deal. Uh, it was a deal that he was going to be stuck with for basically the next five years. Uh, and what that meant was to me, this was a bit of an example of what he kind of had to then oversee as CEO, which was established protocols, established ways of doing things. And my criticism is that did he have the, the allies, as you say, to make changes if he wanted to make them? It, it, it was very much a case of we are going to do things, but we'll do things in the reactive sense. And he was quite good at getting things done reactively, but the game, and this is why I think this next job to, to echo what you're saying about who do they bring in, the game has been handed a 
huge opportunity, and we talked about this before um, when when the first uh, pause got put in the season, to reset a lot of the, the norms and those norms that Greenberg had to operate under. Whoever comes in can throw everything out if they want to and start again. And that's what I have liked about the Landies is that he, as much as you might want to say that he has now had conversations with Nine and Fox Sports and is smoothing over things, he also hasn't shied away from the fact that we've got to change stuff. Mm. And I've, I've enjoyed hearing that. And that's what I want to see whoever they do bring in and whoever they headhunt. Uh, having been at the NRL when they went through the process of ending up with Todd Greenberg, from what I remember, there wasn't an outstanding candidate from elsewhere. Now, one of the unique situations that we face now is that across world sport, there should be some pretty good administrators across world sport who want a job or need a job. Sure. Who have maybe the experience in, and I always thought we should have gone to the US um, and found someone from over there. I and mean, to me, that was like we, we need to mature as a game in the way that we marketed our, our product and, and be really bullish about we've got a great product here and, you know, you need, you need, the, you need this in your life. And that's something that's been really um, spoken about from Belandis in particular, which I think was something that maybe Todd never tapped into, mm. uh, which was people live and die for this game. Yeah. And without it, people are lost. Yeah. And that's something that Volandis has jumped on. And maybe that's the, the beauty of if you get someone coming in who isn't a leaguey, which is always going to be an issue for some sections of the media, um, maybe they come in and they fall in love with the game. And I think that's a real element that the game needs in that role is someone who uh, is so like, this is an awesome code. Let's do everything we can to sell it to people. Mm. Versus yeah, I, being involved I, in this game for so long, yeah, or it's just been done this way. I'm just going to keep it going. We're going to keep improving things here and there, but I'm not going to rock the boat. And that's, mm. I guess, that's my impression out of Greenberg's four or five years is the boat got rocked from things outside rather than him from the inside trying to to reshape the game or invigorate the game. And that's probably my biggest thing is I don't think he was the right guy at that point in time following the Dave Smith era. Yeah, look. Um, like you just said, I do agree with nearly everything you just said then, mate. Um, there, there are probably a lot of administrators around the world uh, looking for a, a sea change um, uh, or, or, a, or a fresh start somewhere in Australia. And there's probably some damn fine ones as well. Um, I don't know if we always have to promote from within in rugby league. Um, I think it's a mistake sometimes to promote from within because you, you, you're only as good as the staff you've got now um, and... I think it's just a dangerous, little dangerous game to play. I'm, I don't think the the CEO should have to have come from the office that uh, the, yep. the NRL is in now. I don't think they have to come from rugby league. I think it's handy if they know about rugby league. Um, it makes the first couple of months a little smoother. Um, you know, we've seen uh, a, a what are they called a chairman of the uh, of the rugby league commission in the past make a few. Faux pas, and and uh, we've seen uh, you know Dave Smith himself, um, for the former CEO, uh, get into a little bit of a uh, you know quandary with the, um, uh, the the media with a few mistakes and a few you know, but which I think is extremely minor in the grand scheme of things. Oh, absolutely, yes, I think the running points a, it was amplified. Yeah, running a business, I think, is um, the most important thing, and 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 looking beyond 
beyond the horizon, you know, not just trying to get through the day. I think any successful CEO will probably bring a few staff with him if, if he's allowed to. Um, that way he's not going to get eaten by the, by the crocodiles in the moat um, straight away. Uh, and I think, um, I just like I say, I just hope Philandis and co do look beyond the end of their nose. And, and if the guy or girl at the end of their nose is the right one, great. But, you know, cast the net. That's all I want to see happen. Yep, you know, um, just out outside of that, mate. Uh, you got anything more on Todd Todd Greenberg? No, as I said, uh, I think he's he's done a, a job that he um, was capable of doing, and uh, you know the game is where it is right now. And sure. I think he's been really he's he's been lambasted for sure, but that's the nature of the beast. And hmm. the, the writing to me was on the wall when we had those last couple of meetings, and he just wasn't part of them. Uh, it's pretty telling. Uh, Look, the CEO is not the not in those those key discussions. I think, the, yeah, I think the words from the Channel Nine um, chief executive sealed his fate a little bit. Um, uh, it didn't look good, you know. One of the one of the people that are putting a lot of money into rugby league in the form of um, television rights wasn't really keen on what the his administration had done what Todd's administration has done um, to rugby league as far as squandered money goes. Um, who knows whether it was squandered or not? I don't know. I've never seen the books oh, and never that, will. That whole discussion to me is people talking at their ear ends most yeah. of the time. It's, it's, it, the it's, fact, it's, if the game is being spending $500,000 a day, there is a reason to spend that. Now, I don't necessarily have all the understanding of where it all went, but they're spending it for a reason. It's mm. not like they're just going, oh, we'll spend $500,000 for the sake of spending $500,000. Yeah. That's the bit that I don't like about that narrative. Well, yeah, and, and it is very easy to make up a narrative when those numbers are involved as far as, you know, yeah. you're wasting money. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. And, and, it, and um, you know, I, I, hope that, I hope that the relationship, uh, I'm sure it will be mended um, going forward, but the, I hope the relationship with the broadcasters and the league are smooth from here on in um are we gonna take a break because i've got one more little announcement to make okay we'll be back after the break uh you got your todd greenberg section there cocksmith and uh we'll wrap up the show Jeez, i got out of that unscathed i think don't you think Pepsi. 